Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. We have something special for you today. Wisdom Talk Radio and the Expansive CEO are joining forces to bring you today's episode that will actually run on both of our podcasts. So here's what we're playing with today. How do love and money vibrate in the same universe, in the same field? And we could say, how do money and consciousness coexist? What does that look like? What would that look like? How would it feel? Stay tuned to discover all that and so much more. Mm. Thank you, Lori, for that opening. It's such a beautiful concept. Mm -hmm. And I think it up levels everything that we think about money currently in our world. Mm -hmm. And to introduce myself, I'm Hannah Chapman. I'm the founder of X Squared Wealth Planning and Expansive CEO. And in those capacities, I teach visionary entrepreneurs how to create and hold wealth in a way that will, you know, impact their business, impact their lives and impact their communities in the way that matters to their heart. And we do that not just by doing comprehensive data-driven financial planning, but by looking at how we feel, the emotions that are tied to money, the feelings that come up when an old money wound is triggered, you know, what money stories live deep inside of us and how, you know, when they're expressed, how that affects our lives in, you know, and our relationships. And I think there is a calling right now for us to, you know, those of us who are conscious about how, how money actually vibrates at the, at the level of unconditional love to help communicate that message and bring it more into, you know, even just normal everyday situations so that we can see how it applies on the ground and what that looks like and how it can change the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Hannah. Well, I'm Lori Seymour. I am host of Wisdom Talk Radio, and I am also the CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. I'm also the creator of the Cutting Edge Quantum Connection Process. And that's all about discovering how activating and amplifying your quantum connection, your own quantum connection, creates a deep accessibility to your inner guidance that acts as a sustainable resource. Because this is all about how do you sustain your connection? And that's what brings abundance and joy into every aspect of your life. It also allows you to take your big ideas and make them real. And so that, that bridge between what Hannah does in working with creative visionaries, what I do, I say, I, I work with conscious business owners and visionary leaders. So it's really that same aspect of life of how do we create? How do we create and do it sustainably and with joy? Mm-hmm. 
that's the crux. That's the crux right there. How do we create and sustain, right? The sustaining part with joy and with ease. That's, mm-hmm. um, that's where healing the money stories, I think comes mm-hmm. into play yeah. most strongly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lori, how do you see this connection showing up in your world and in your work with your clients? Mm. Wow. How do I see that? In in some ways, I see it every day in every conversation, one way or another, because if we get caught into the the way that we have been trained, which and we do get caught in it because it's the way we were trained, the way we were educated, which is in that linear fashion. This plus this equals that. And boy, when you talk about money, because money is numbers, it's so easy to to land in that place or to get stuck in that place when it, it there's such an opportunity to connect into a bigger picture and into something that that can sustain you because if you're just focused on money and ultimately I'm not sure if that's a very interesting conversation you know if that's a very interesting place to to hang out in and I've known a lot of people like that I remember early in my um, days as a psychotherapist, or I'm sure I'd been a psychotherapist at that point for some time, I'd had, there was somebody that I was working with and he would drive up either in his Rolls Royce or in his Cadillac. And that was his focus in his life. There's so much more that's possible. And, And that was really why he was coming to work with me. But today, as we, as we look at, if we look at the from the perspective of of the field of the quantum field and and a vibration, money has such mm, such power and potential in terms of how we create in the world, how we use our creativity. And I'm sure you you are finding that with everybody you're working with, because they're not just coming to you and saying, "Okay, let me make a good financial plan." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's so, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that as, because it it's just, it's that space of, you know, when someone comes to me, if they just want to know about, you know, an investment strategy, how, you know, how do I not lose money? How do I make the most money? It's the same. That is not an interesting conversation to me. Um, there is, there is so much more around, you know, the intention behind what we do with our money. And I feel like that's where, that's where the vibration comes in. It's what do you intend for your money and what are the intentions Mm -hmm. behind how you're creating wealth in the world as well? Right. Because how, yeah. So what do you mean? I'm not sure I understand intention in relationship to that. Yes. So that, that goes to where, where we as a society, as a collective feel money vibrating right now, that's the the power and the control and the influence, Mm. right? Money, money can, yes, money can be a tool for power, control, influence, addiction, those, you know, those really low, low level Mm -hmm. vibrations Mm -hmm. where, you know, all that matters 
yeah, is, is that you get the dollars. You don't care about the people. You don't care about the employees on a fundamental human level. You mm-hmm. just care about mm-hmm. the dollars. And we, we feel that as a collective. And so the shift is the potential is that money can actually vibrate so much higher. It can vibrate at that place of unconditional love, that place Mm of joy, that place of courage, right? We can move, literally move up the scale of vibration so that when we are creating money, and this is why, Mm -hmm. this is why I work with entrepreneurs as well, because they're the ones creating more value, right? New, new innovative things in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when the intention behind that creation is to help others, like even just that, even just Mm -hmm. that base level, when the intention is to help others, to serve others, that puts you at a fully different vibrational set point. Mm -hmm. Because the reason you're creating money is not to have influence and power and control over others. It's to serve others. Mm. It's that's an interesting thing in terms of, of I want to say balance, and that's not quite it, because I see that I, I've had a because I've trained a lot of, of therapists, I've seen how people can get caught into that place of service. And it's and there's no truth in it. It's mm. like, okay, I'm here to serve. And it becomes almost an ego thing where they're not filling their own bucket first. They're not feeling they're into their own connection and then knowing how to hold that high vibration. Mm-hmm. Because if we think, oh, well, yes, I'm here in service and we give, 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 give. And and there's no understanding of how energy works in terms of exchange mm-hmm. and money works. That is is energy. Money is energy. It's it's we have to understand that and we have to recognize that so that we don't get into that. Well, I'm here to serve these particular people. And that means that I have to not charge a lot or whatever that means, whatever the implications of that are. Even if I'm tired, even if I'm not getting anything back, I'm still here to serve. And then there's a depletion. There's no there's no sustainability in that. Yes. And that pulls into, um, you know, that martyrdom and you know, yeah. that, yeah. that worthiness, right? Like our, like feeling like you are not worthy to receive as much as you're willing to give. Yeah. And yeah. so I do like the way that you mentioned balance because, mm-hmm. because you're right. There is, there's, there's this aspect of when you're giving, and, um, I have a mentor who is said this as like, you're either filling your bank account or your ego account. <laughs> and so if you, if you are like not charging, you know, enough that you are feeling abundant in your own finances, if you're mm-hmm. not able to sustain yourself easily, but you feel like, oh, I'm serving and I feel good doing that. Mm-hmm. If you're only filling the ego account and you're not filling the bank account, then eventually you start to resent, Mm -hmm. start to resent the people that you're there to serve. Yeah. And that's when you're, you know, it's like, oh, wait, something is out of whack here because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, yeah, I, I actually don't want to talk to this person. I don't want to serve this person anymore. And 
that wasn't the case before. So right. what's wrong? The, what's wrong is that, or the invitation rather, is <laughs> to look at how, yeah, how are you, how are you valuing your own services in the world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that you are also abundant and buoyant and, you know, you mm-hmm. feel, you feel that lightness mm-hmm. in your own and joy in your own finances, because when you're creating from that space of feeling joy in your own finances, that's when, right. Mm-hmm. That's when we can give abundantly. That's when we can hire people and pay mm-hmm. them abundantly and we mm-hmm. can create, um, you know, places to serve even more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As I listen to you, Hannah, what I'm what I'm feeling is the way in which that whole picture enhances the world, you know, instead of and you you talked earlier about the vibration instead of having that low vibration, which is where illness comes in, which is where that mm, mindset of this doesn't work or this can't work or I'm not good enough. And you talked about worthiness. Um, so you've got that whole theme going and those all, all are places where we feel constricted. You know, we know that we know when, when I start to worry and if I start to worry about money, my whole body gets tight and I can't create. And it's not like it's a, um, you know, an an author's block or, you know, it's simply, that's the way creativity works is that we, we have to be from that, that higher frequency, that higher vibration. And then we're tuning into all of what hasn't even happened yet. All of that, that whole field of potentiality from which we can create more than we knew before, more than we had before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, this aspect of creation, that's, that's really, that's the aspect, um, especially with, you know, visionary entrepreneurs where mm-hmm. I know when we've, when we've talked before, you know, your work in helping people tap in to their higher selves, right. That is the creative source mm-hmm. and visionary entrepreneurs, like sometimes they're even, they don't even know that that's what they're doing, right. Yeah. When they're, when they're like so tapped in and they're having mm-hmm. these, like creating something fully new in the world mm-hmm. and whatever, I mean, there's, we can't even imagine, like think, think of 30 years ago, like how insane it is to, you know, have a computer in your hand <laughs> at all times. Right. Right. Innovation is always happening. And it's from that, that just field of creation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we can tap into. And what I love, what I love about how our work dovetails is that as you help people like tap into that more fully, Mm -hmm. that creation aspect, then, you know, when we monetize that, and I'm, gonna, I'm using the word monetize because yep. it is not a bad thing. This is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. When you are providing value to others that they can then use to make their lives better too. That is the, ex- the energy exchange. Yeah. Yes, That's the energy absolutely. exchange. Absolutely. God, Hannah, that's so important. And people don't realize that they think, you, you, well, you talked about how people are, who are tapped in. And I think we both work with, a lot of people who are tapped in and they, they, mm-hmm. they know it, but it's the, it's the, how do you 
stay tapped in and use that, uh, use your own ability to do that, to bring things out into the world, to make things concrete, which includes money, you know, and, and, and if we think that money, that there's something wrong with the money piece of it, or there's something troublesome about it, then we won't recognize the real power of what's possible and, and, and to bring those innovations out into the world, to, to make those big ideas real, to, um, to marry structure and strategy with your own inner guidance, mm-hmm. because it's not, it, I, I, I like to think of myself as that as that bridge because I was I was a psychotherapist, I was a solutions engineer. I've always been in this realm of what can, what's possible. But how do we do that? How do we create that bridge? And I love what you are doing with your own recognition of that for yourself and then helping people say, "Hey, let's look at the let's look at the strategies from which we can do this and support this wonderful expression of yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I feel like there is, again, we're talking about up-leveling all kinds of stuff today. (laughs) Um, There's an up-leveling of business Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well. That's happening right now in, Mm. and I mean, I'm seeing it, just all through my network and partially because that's again, like you said, like that's, that's how I'm running my business. So that's mm-hmm. also what is coming back to me. And yes. I'm just, you know, yes. it's the beautiful law of reciprocity there. Right. Um, we are, we are, when we tap in to our energy of what, what feels good, what feels good to create, um, in our own, in our own businesses, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we also are doing something that no one else is doing. Um, and I'll give an example. So in, in my business, um, in X squared wealth planning, I realized that I was like doing money mindset coaching Mm -hmm. with my clients in Mm -hmm. a way, like with the actual implementation So this is, this is the piece, right? A lot of, a lot of people are splitting these things apart where here's the, here's the implementation, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the charts and graphs and data and to-do list. (laughs) And, but then they're not, they're not looking at how do we actually make those financial decisions? What's Mm -hmm. coming up? Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, like, it was clear to me that like, oh, we have to do both. We can't just do the money mindset and then like say, okay, go find a financial advisor. That's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that doesn't, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Because when you, when you use that language of abundance and creativity and, you know, how do we make the money rather Mm -hmm. than how do we just budget harder? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there's a different, there's a different, um, language being used Mm. this language of creativity this language of innovation is different from what's currently typical in the financial world so for me when I started tapping into that and like speaking that out that's when those clients are like oh oh yeah that's me that's (laughs) me I don't want to work with yeah yeah I don't want to I don't want to stop going to Starbucks I don't want to stop you know having Mm -hmm. you know 
the things that I love in this world. And I want to, I want to just make more money and I want to be more creative and I want to, you know, understand how to do all of these things, things together, not how to chop away. Right. Right. Um, and I think Mm. that's, that's the potential that we're speaking to on multiple levels here. Um, that when we, here's the other piece that I was going to say with that, with, um, you know, with the clients that I work with too, when we hone in on their, like, what is it that you love? What Mm -hmm. lights you up the most? What, Mm -hmm. what, when you are working with a client, what are you just not even working? You're just Mm -hmm. pouring Mm -hmm. out because that's your genius. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's what's worth the most money to your client, (laughs) right? When you're, when you are like, just like, like able to pour out and on fire and like your energy is just so, um, flowing so easily. That is, that is your gift. Not everyone does that, that thing that way. Exactly. Exactly. And then if you can imagine, let's take that another piece or another step, which is if I'm connected with my own inner guidance system, if I know how to, ask the questions inside and get the answers. Then I can even know, am I to invest in this? Mm-hmm. Is it, is this strategy where I'm needing to go with next? Um, where do I, do I put my money into this? So it's like, it, it, we think of inner guidance as being kind of frou-frou um, out there. But for me, it's so practical. It's so practical because I can know, oh, mm -mm, that's not for me. And and it's I have to have the discernment to go beyond what my ego might want to do or what my personality gets excited by and 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 know how to have the discernment to say, oh, oh, it's this. Oh, well, that's a scary thing to do. I I have a client Mm -hmm. that um, I've been working with for a long time and she's been creating this most recently, this really incredible program for authors. And she is able to see, to, to use her own inner guidance connection to see who do I need to bring onto my team? Mm -hmm. You know, what piece is important to have here, which structure, which even which platform to use to teach on. And, and I hear you supporting that in your clients, which I just love. Yes. Yes. Because, um, you know, there are different, different avenues to support those mm-hmm. things, but yeah, the questions, right. Mm-hmm. The, um, the questions that we ask of ourselves. And then when someone is learning, like that's, that's one of the things that, um, I'll work with my clients on too, is, you know, asking those questions to get Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. to what's, what is your intuition saying? Yeah. Whether we call it, you know, it's so, so funny um, how some people, some people will resonate more strongly with one or another term, right? So (laughs) your gut. And I do use them differently, but, but I understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like getting to, getting to that, um, you know, what you're knowing, yeah. What's your knowing? Mm-hmm. Um, and teaching them how to, or not even teaching, like allowing, allowing them to mm. trust 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Inviting that possibility. Right. Inviting. That's a beautiful way to put it. Inviting that ability to, to trust it. Mm -hmm. Okay. What happens if we trust that knowing? Yeah. And then what happens if we trust it again and trust it again? And trust <laughs> it? You know, cause it's a muscle, right? Yeah. Do you find that? Do you find mm -hmm. it to be a muscle? Absolutely. And then we become our own best inner researchers. I, I always encourage people to do their own inner research, not just to take what I say at face value or even to take what I say. It's really to develop that capacity. We all have it. Bar none. We absolutely all have that. It's it's how we're built. It's how we're designed as human beings. But mostly it has been trained out of us. And for okay. those people, it's not been, you know, that they will. I always do that. Then it's I see often where people won't take action. Like they'll just be so tuned in. But the, the next movement of that, of making taking that vibration and bringing it into the physical world. That gets, that's the place where it gets tricky. Yes. So I wanted uh, this like Go spring ahead. up yes, really strongly. <laughs> yeah. So what, um, what have you experienced? Like how do, how do clients override, right? So when you, when uh -oh. someone comes to you, right? So they have been, they've been mm -hmm. overriding or uh, pushing down mm -hmm. that inner guidance. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Because I mean, I have, I have been through this and worked through this as well. My client, mm -hmm. you know, again, helping my clients, but from your perspective, what does it look like when they come to you and they have been overriding their inner guidance for yeah. That's a great question. most of their life. Right. Great question. And, and we've all done that, <laughs> that sense of, well, I had this sense, but I decided that it wasn't really right, or I doubted myself, or that didn't make sense to me. So I ignored it. Mm -hmm. And then well, it didn't make sense to someone else. It, well, right? there's, that's another way of overriding. Yeah. Just yeah letting others someone else's um, influence. Yeah. But, and I think it's, it's most detrimental. Maybe that's not fair to say when we do it to ourselves, like ultimately we're doing it to ourselves. We're saying that's not important. That's maybe it's even, that's not real. And so for me, it was a so much self doubt in my own life because of all the different ways I've been raised. I mean, the why isn't even important right now, but I learned how to trust what, what my own inner guidance felt like, what really you, we use this word in the beginning about love. I, I discovered what love felt like in my own body and it had such a different feeling than self-doubt or self-criticism or overriding. And instead of the, the constriction that, that accompanies overriding and then the kind of kicking yourself, oh yeah, I knew that and I didn't do it. Um, that feeling of flow, of, of feeling that unconditional love just simply within yourself, not from someone else, but simply within yourself. And that that is, that's a continuous flow. And we can interrupt it or we can invite it and say, oh, wait a minute. I just stopped that feeling. I just, my gut started getting tight. Maybe I'm in self-doubt. 
maybe it's like the the employee that you really need to fire because it doesn't help. There's not there's not a way of there's no gratitude, certainly, but there's no love. So it really interrupts that that high frequency of what unconditional love is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I I feel like a lot of my clients are in the because of the money aspect, mm-hmm. right, of what I do. So much of it comes down to, um, you know, what makes sense. trying to, trying to logic it. Right. 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 Rather than, rather than, um, the way I, the way I teach it is that like the brain or mind is not, is not actually a decision-making center. (laughs) We we don't, we don't make decisions here. We Mm -hmm. make the decision is in, you know, we feel it. Mm -hmm. And then our mind can give us beautiful insights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like it, it's there for a reason. And, mm-hmm. but it's not, if, if we have exactly to your point, if we have that like feeling inside, mm-hmm. say it's a, an employee, that's a, a perfect situation, an employee that's just not working out and you know, mm-hmm. you have the knowing that it's not going to work out. We need mm-hmm. to, we need to part ways, but your mind starts to fill in the blank. They're going to be mad. They need this job for their family. You know, they start to like, okay, yes, those might be things that will happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, Mm -hmm. if you have a knowing, if you have a deep knowing that this is, this is not a good fit, then that's the, the invitation there is to explore how that's true. Mm-hmm. And that if you let that employee go, if it's not a good fit where you are, they are also not being served well mm-hmm. by that job right. and letting them right. go allows them to find the place where they fit, mm-hmm. learn the lessons mm-hmm. that they are meant to learn. Right. 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 And um, when we're talking, I want to make a point here because, you know, there are some big companies making huge layoffs. Right. Uh, in, the, in the economy. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. We are, we are not talking about zoom laying off 1300 employees, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, this is working with smaller business owners, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, and when we have to, when we are the ones making these decisions and we know each of our, each of the people around us so closely, mm-hmm. um, there is, there is a different set of decision-making that yeah. goes in to something yeah. like that. And from the other side of it, even as an employee, yeah, I've because I've been within teams within large a large organization, and to know when that's when there needs to be a shift, when that doesn't work for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and and I remember working um, when I was doing some uh, severance consulting with with companies. And I worked with with would work with um, employees who had been given their notice, and part of the package was they got to work with me. But to get, be able to help them see what is it that is really happening here, what is the potential, what's the possibility? Because then we start to get creative when we move out of the fear, when we move into, okay, I am more than this job, I am more than my fear. And what is it that really wants to move in me towards creation? 
you know, towards manifesting into the world in a different way. And maybe that's a different job in a different field. Maybe that's the same field. Maybe it's going off as an entrepreneur, you know, and making that kind of transition. But whatever it is, we're, we're, we have to keep moving. In other words, we, we can't stay static or we start to, there's this, this self-destructive kind of part that happens or process that happens. So if, if change is the, the currency, how are we going to do that in a, in a graceful way? How are we going to do that in a resourced way? And, and that's what I hope we're both bringing to this conversation is how can you be sourced to be part of this exploration of what's possible? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that's when we talk about when we talk about money as unconditional love, when we talk Mm -hmm. about money as, um, you know, vibrating at that higher level, Mm -hmm. that is another aspect of it as well. It's so, um, it's interesting that (laughs) brought the conversation back here because (laughs) there's, there's an aspect of when we hold on to money, it can either feel like hoarding Mm-hmm. It can feel like I, you know, like it has to be here or I'm not safe. Yeah. Um, so there, it can have that energy mm-hmm. or it can have the energy of being a beautiful source of stability and mm-hmm. launch pad. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, right? It's the same. It's having, having reserves in place mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. either it can either feel again, like, like a launching point, or it can feel like a, like I, I, I can't, it, my accounts can't go below mm-hmm, X mm-hmm. amount of dollars or I'm going to freak out. Right. 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 Or, and that's a good know, way for things to just stop cold. Right. If change is a constant and we know that it is, you know, our body is constantly renewing itself. Our, you know, 7 trillion cells, uh, some portion are dying and being reborn every single day. So if if that's the constant, then, and everything is energy. I'm going to put that one in there too. Mm -hmm. Then, then we have to be attuned to that and see how am I needing to change today? What is changing today and how am I to be part of it? And and that means that money gets to be in circulation. I have a, a good friend who has always said, you know, money hasn't left the planet. Yeah. And it's there. So how are we interacting with that? And I know I said this to you when we talked earlier um, that a, a dear teacher of mine would always say that you know, in the in the metaphysical that love is the highest frequency. And that in the physical, it's money and that money has inherent in it a high vibration because it has to do with creation. It has to do with impact. And how are we going to relate to that? And with that, how are we going to relate with that so that we bring that into our consciousness into and then into whatever it is that we do create, whatever business, whatever project, whatever relationship. Cause it's, it impacts everything. Yes. And I just had a, had a hit of if people are listening and, and wondering, 
you know, what a, I don't have, I don't feel like I have mm-hmm. what I need around me. Like, mm-hmm. what are you saying? What, why, you know, I don't feel like money is love. I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the invitation mm-hmm. to look at, look at that relationship. Mm-hmm. I believe that money, our relationship to money is actually one of the primary relationships in our Mm. lives, just like our partners, just like our Mm -hmm. children, just like, you know, those, those primary relationships that we have as humans, money is actually one of those relationships. Yeah. And so, so what, what is your relationship to love? Right. (laughs) Yes. And so exactly, exactly. So if, if these things are are tied inexplicably, Mm -hmm. which they, they are, if you are feeling like, it's not true. It doesn't feel good. Like, I don't, I don't like this conversation because I don't resonate with that aspect. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the money story. That is the money story coming up. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you engage in that with someone? It's a very tender exploration Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll just, you know, to be like, absolutely honest, it's, this is one of the, one of the places where we hold those, those feelings of, I think, I think we talked about this, like unworthiness and, mm-hmm. and doubt, yeah. self-doubt, self, mm-hmm. you know, where you, where you aren't loving yourself fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of that shows up in our money stories. Yeah. And in our very early childhood relationship to money, mm-hmm. did we feel like we were able to ask for whatever we wanted? Did we feel like we had abundant mm-hmm. resources for all of our needs? Yeah. Was, there, was there literally enough food in the house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were your parents able to care for you? and provide for you or was it they had to provide for you so they couldn't care for you right like Mm. we we have Mm. the the story gets down to worthiness almost all the time but how Mm. it shows up or how it came about is different for every person yeah yeah so there has to be a very tender exploration of Mm. what what was that what were those early what were those early um, memories of money? Mm-hmm. What were those early experiences of money? And then how did that show up in your teen years, in your twenties, in your thirties, mm-hmm. in your forties? How, you know, like we have these imprints that then um, the pattern just keeps repeating yeah, until yeah. you see it and interrupt it, right? Yeah. Become aware of it mm-hmm. and yeah. love it back into wholeness mm. is, is the process that I go through, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, with my clients and in, in the, in the context of, you know, like this matters for how much you're willing to put yourself out there. How visible mm. are you willing to be for your business? How, how much, you know, how are you going to charge for mm. your work in the world? Yeah. Like all of that is tied back to totally, the money stories. Totally, totally. And and that love and money story is is absolutely intertwined. Just thinking about how I grew up 
And my father died when I was very young. My mother had four kids. She didn't have any resources to fall back on. And and I, I what I see in her um, health journey through her life, that was that she didn't feel loved. She didn't know love. She didn't she wasn't able to just to feel that love in herself. And then therefore, you know, that didn't come across to those in her life like her kids. And and so money as the struggle or struggle as life was inherent in in every part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the other the other piece of the the puzzle here is that when you heal, when you heal one, like it's, it, mm-hmm. it's a channel into healing that same wound. It's like, we Absolutely. can, Absolutely. Right? We, we can like come <laughs> at it from these different angles yeah. and, and it's, it all, it all ties back to that worthiness. It does. It does. Yeah. And it, and I don't think we have to do a lot of excavation around it. Because as we as we tune into for me, the it, the work is really because I'm I, I do the work in a lot in energy. It's around shifting that energy frequency so that that love is what shows up. That love is what you are aware of. That's part of the universe, universal fabric. And it's just simply the way that we have kept ourselves walled off from it. And so was that love shifts so does the money, so does the worthiness, so does, you know, all the different things that you've just painted such a beautiful picture of the interwoven nature of them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like a, I'm going to say a shortcut, but it is kind of a shortcut. But it is kind right? of a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, 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 because I used to be a therapist, I want to say loud and clearly, we don't need to spend our whole lives healing. Mm-hmm. We can interrupt that we can allow the love in and yes it may be a little bit of learning of that or of activation of that but as we do that and as we keep doing that because it's not a one and done we don't have to focus on the healing so to speak that's my stance on it um we have to work on the allowing and the trusting and the noticing yeah mm, yeah yes i agree with that because there's and i've, I've been through this myself too, like feeling like, oh, like how, how am I ever going to be fully healed? Right. If it's not working, mm-hmm. then I, there's something still wrong with me. There's something still right. to heal right. rather than accepting that there literally, there always will be <laughs> something, right? Like something new, something to discover, right? <laughs> there's always new things to discover and we can be in a place of loving, accepting allowance be a receiver, receiver, be a receiver while yes. Yeah. Something is going to come up and you'll heal that too. Yeah. It's like, and oops, you can be oh. a receiver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you use the word receiving and maybe that's a good place for us. Cause I know, I think we could probably talk for hours, so. uh, but maybe that's a place to wrap <laughs> or wrap around as we complete the whole energy of receiving, of allowing yourself to receive of and if you if you if when i think about that when i experience that energetically then what's happening is that is happening energetically it's happening vibrationally and so i don't have to put a lot of details around that or even structure but what i notice is that oh 
things start. How did that happen? You know, how did how did this gift come my way? Mm-hmm. And it's different than thinking we have to put a linear process into place that ultimately doesn't touch it anyway. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, Lori, how can people find you and get a hold of you? <laughs> at, at the best place is at the Institute.com. There's a wonderful quantum connection quiz there you can take and you can find out your own way, your own style of connecting with what I call the quantum field and uh, lots of wonderful things to be resourced with throughout the whole um, throughout the whole uh, website. And, and, and that's of course I'm on LinkedIn and, you know, all those Facebook and it's the BACA, B-A-C-A, the BACA Institute dot com. Perfect. That's what I was just going uh, <laughs> to spell it so people know how to spell it. Yes. And as, as a, a, um, uh, a podcast host, I do the same. So can, how do people find you, Hannah? Yeah. So I am also on LinkedIn, Hannah R. Chapman. Uh, that's Chapman with a P C H A P M A N, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all that. And you can find me on expansiveceo.com. That's mm-hmm. my coaching and money mindset side of my business. I have a beautiful free gift um, that you can download um, at expansiveceo.com slash free gift. Um, it's called Get Your Time Back and Thrive. It's a little mini course mm-hmm. that I that I created. Um, and at X squared wealth planning is my, uh, financial advisory firm. That's X, the numeral two wealth planning.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. So <laughs> wonderful to have this conversation. I'm so excited, mm-hmm. um, to put it out on both platforms and just Absolutely. have our, have our audiences. <laughs> They're so, so synergistic, mm-hmm. um, come together. Thank yes. you for this conversation, yeah. Lori. Uh, you are so welcome, Hannah, and thank you. And I want to thank our listeners, our viewers, for being with us today here at Wisdom Talk Radio and the Expansive CEO. <laughs> and remind you to join us here regularly on both platforms for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. You can always find us. I know yours are, your, your podcast is everywhere. So is Wisdom Talk Radio. So you can go to any of your favorite places to listen to podcasts. And we would love it if you would leave us a review, because mm-hmm. when you leave us a review, that helps other people find us. It helps people access this kind of wisdom and it helps this kind of transformation of the world, which is, I think, what we're both after one way or another. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I could yeah. not agree more. So. Yeah, great. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.